0: That it's really, really important to get out of it, that's being way in it. Because you've already given you already gave it relevance, you've made it real. Would you ever escape some, from something that you didn't seem to think was real? Of course not. If you saw something that wasn't real, would you escape from it? That would be the escape from it is seeing that it isn't real, yeah? If I saw something that was real, that was scaring the shit out of me, I'd want to escape from it, right? That's one form of escape in self-centeredness. Another form of escape is you see that it ain't real, and therefore there's no need to escape it. That's another form of escape. To me, the second form of escape is much cleaner and much, 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 much more stable and radical. Because it doesn't take any time, and, there's, and you don't get written into it. It isn't based on what you do or have. So you're not feeding the beast by following its modality, which is doing and having. When you are identified as a self, the only way you can believe you can entertain peace is it's going to be based on you doing or having something. And then you'll entertain you can lose it because it will also be based on you not doing or not having something. So peace, instead of being... Inherently the nature of mind because of something that you as a self can get and lose. Yeah? Which one is more stable? Which one would produce a real relaxation? That it's always a so and always available at all times, or, or it's based on what I do or don't do to get. It? That's where all the anxiety comes from. If peace is based on you, you can do something maybe to get it, and you can definitely do something to lose it. That isn't peace. That's peace being morphed into, or distorted, or perversed, right? And made it made it something that you'll find in self-centeredness. Yeah. As if this is so, and of course this has no peace, so I have to get peace. This could not be what I'm looking for, so I have to seek. This could possibly not be this can't be heaven, so let me find heaven. Yeah? All the seeking isn't generated by the thing outside, it's generated by what you believe you are. When you're believing you're this, you're gonna be a seeker, definitely, because this excludes everywhere. You think this special somewhere is what you are, and you need to get at least a big chunk of everywhere to make it a little better as the special somewhere. Yeah. And what happens if I get that little piece and make it better? Someone can come and take it. Something I will do or not do will make me or cause me to lose it. So everything now becomes dependent on you as a self instead of its own inherent nature which is peace. And everywhereness and serenity and clarity. They're not things you achieve and get. They're things that are available at all times, right? Where you are, exactly as you are, but not as you think you are. Exactly as you are, but not as you think you are. You are not getting a hit of as you are. You're thinking about as you are. Your sense of being this has been set in thought and reinforced in thought and has been wrapped around with feelings. They keep reinforcing the beliefs that you're this, This one that may be suffering or needs something or has to get something. Who says you have to get something? Who says you have to understand something? Your head. No one else's. Who sets all the bars? Who sets up the hurdles? Someone comes and gives you a perfectly simple path. But who's going to supervise that path? Not them, you. You. Your head's going to tell you every step of the way how you're doing, how you're not doing, how long is it going to take, oh, it'll never work for me, though it may work for others. It's all a platform for selfishness. We were talking about it on Sunday night. Self-will. Everyone, usually in a sense, feels like they're a victim right now, but they think, they think they have tons of self-will concerning the past and the future. They think they could have something could have been different back then. If I would only have done this, if I didn't do that, we're just the mind's just riffing on an option it doesn't actually have. The past is the past. What was supposed to happen did. If it didn't, it wasn't supposed to happen. End of story. But the mind doesn't sit with that. It doesn't recognize what's so in this place of movement. It sets up its own standards. Oh, I'm going to think about that because you can't go back any other way. There's no back anywhere. There's no back here. The past is not behind me and the future ahead. It's all made up. The past and the future are an aspect of a mental realm that's having its time, now based on your attention in it it has nothing you can't feel it you can't taste it you can't touch it it's not imposing it's a reality on you you have to think it into reality there's no place called past there's no airports there there's no hotels there's no five star restaurants there's no big Macs or whatever they're feeding people now there's none that, and in the future there's no heaven or hell nothing They're all happening now in a mental realm that's entertaining time. So to you, it feels like it's so. But it's not even to you. It's as you, it feels like it's so. Not to you, because nothing's fucking happening to you. What you are, like in the course it would say, your attack thoughts are attacking your invulnerability. In other words, you're invulnerable to all the mental processes. The mental realm has no effect on you until you put your your attention and interest, until you put your belief and faith into that glove, that magic glove that has the joystick for the mental realm. That's, uh, I think it's going to have been different. It's going to be terrible. I know it. If I don't get this, it's going to be terrible. If How many times have you been through an event where you didn't get what you want? It was just an event. It's the meaning the mind's giving it that produces the anxiety. I've been run over twice in one night. That's not what was. That wasn't flipped out at all. I was totally out cold when it occurred. It's the meaning the mind gives it. Can you imagine how much exquisite suffering I could have entertained if my mind thought it could have been different? If it went over every minute of that night and said, "If I wouldn't have done that, if I hadn't taken those Quaaludes, if I hadn't had that shot of Grand Marnier, blah, 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 blah then I wouldn't have got hit by the car." And its assumption is everything would have been great this is called playing god in recovery it says the first requirement the how and why of the whole program is to quit playing god recognize what it looks like check it out that's what the mind's doing the mental realm is a playground for the mental process to play god in there is no past or future it makes it up so we can have it has a little what a monkey bars in there it gets into convoluted mental positions when it thinks things could have been different. If it goes into the little, the little, like, uh, instead of the swing set, it goes to, if only. not swinging around. If only I was a woman, I'd have two kids, but you're not. If only I didn't get hit by the car, but you did. If only I didn't, oh, well, alright, I'm tired of that, let's go, I should have. Yes, that's a nice Christian or Catholic and Jewish Right? I should have. I shouldn't have gone out with that boy. I shouldn't have. Oh, I'm tired. Now let's go to the next one. Let's go. How can I? Oh, 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 Yeah, if I would have went to college, I'd be a big CEO. And I'd have tons of money. And therefore, that, I know that would have translated me being happy, joyous, and free. This isn't God playing. Where is it happening? It's not. It's in the mental realm. I'll tell you something, literally. If the identification as self is seen through, you'll you'll realize you, you're on a visa to the mental realm. You are not a citizen of the mental realm. You will see, finally, a real option. Not the mental options. Oh, if I wouldn't have done that, that wouldn't have happened. The option is, I'm not that. And it makes up a whole other realm you're suddenly in. The realm of consciousness. So that realm you become conscious of, instead of being unconscious as its center, which is self in that realm, because that's how you're living, totally unconsciously, as a self in the mental realm. You're conscious of the mental realm. You see it, because you can't help but see it, because your consciousness. whatever ever arising is seen. Whatever departs isn't seen. Why? Well, because it's departing. There's no story about it. It's not, It's there's no embers you keep kicking. It's out. Bye-bye. Something appears, arises, boom. Your conscious heart, boom, and it's gone. The mental realm wants to go, no, stop, hold on a second. Let's be concerned about me, and let's see, let's stretch that out, this tacky of selfing, and stretch it out in time. I have so many reasons to be afraid of what may happen to me. The me that you're worried about won't even be the me that's appearing as you. Are you the same me that was appearing as you when you were four years old? The exact same thing when you hit 70. There won't be anywhere close. So basically, you're worrying about a total stranger. Your whole day is totally immersed in worrying about a total freaking stranger. You can't win in that realm as as the center of itself, Self. can't get out of self. You've tried and check it out. It doesn't seem to work. Self cannot get out of self. Self is a mental process product. Yes? The feeling of being you is made up. It's produced by the mental process. It's reinforced by the daily narrative which is also produced by the mental process. Yeah? And is presenting the verb of living as a noun. So instead of living, life is happening... You see it as happening to you. Changes your whole fucking view. Just like that. Life is happening. You can roll with it a lot better than when it's happening to you. Because you have a lot of opinions what should happen to you. And you have tons of opinions what shouldn't happen to you. And as soon as you have that relationship to life, as it's happening to you, or for you, or as you, or by you, it just accesses tons of fucking mental files that download, And they manifest in thought. They don't come in pages on the screen. Thoughts and feelings and hopes and all of these things, all manipulated, all triggered, all products of the mental realm. Leave the process and still exist. It has no existence other than in the appearance of a conditioned mind. Things that meet you do not recognize you as a self. Animals or trees. Oh, there's Joe. I think he's got something really bad about him in there that he's not dealing with. There's none of that fucking going on. It's all in your head. Look at a little kid. You think the little kid's sizing you up? Oh, my father's really good looking. He doesn't, not even seeing you as a separate entity. Yeah, just conscious. I was with a kid today, a four month old kid. The kid's like in a, he's like in one of those space aquariums, you know, a little goldfish bowl. He's just checking <laughs> things out, looking at colors like this. There's no, oh yeah, I don't like you. What's in those pants? Get out of here. Dude. Oh no. No, no, no. There's no thinking yet. This process didn't kick on when you were born, you grew into it. It presented an idea of you, the mind, I mean the mind, not the conditioned mind that you call the mind, the mind, the mind of when they say the ordinary mind and the enlightened mind of the same mind, that mind, saw the mental process, the mental process said, hey, I am, that's true, consciousness is enlivening the body. But let me just throw this in. I am Paul. I am a body. A long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And the mind went, and became identified. Now, its ability to entertain is enslaved to entertain everything from the point of view of a self. It can't have a free entertaining because every time it entertains, it entertains anything and everything as a self. So when it entertains peace it's thrown into time into a modality called me doing and having to get it. That's why you're not getting peace out of practices. Not long lasting peace is you get peace that are based on if you've meditated that day or something or if you were good or you did a lot of service but that isn't, that's a conditional peace. That's not what we're talking about here. There's a peace that's pr- way past that. Yeah. But mind identified as self Entertains peace as something it has to do or or have to get. It entertains, instead of, it entertains unity in the frame of separation. It can't help that. The prior belief or fact in its realm is separation. So now you're constantly reaffirming unconsciously in every other way that you're separate and you want to feel unity. Oh, what exquisite suffering that is. Instead of realizing all there is is unity. How painful is that when you read something about, oh, yes, all is love? Do you feel like that every day? Okay, so let's say yourself, you're in that self sentiment This happened to me when I was a kid. My father used to play with me a lot, you yeah? know? And, uh, you know, play baseball with me and hang out and everything. And then around six, when I was six years old, he got very ill. And so he stopped playing with me. And I'm sure, I don't remember it that strongly, but I'm sure a lot of my family members came and tried to explain to me that your father's ill. That's why he's not playing with you anymore, Paul. Yeah, My mother would take me to the tryouts now and everything like that. From that point on, my mother basically took me everywhere. And no matter how, I'm sure not how many people presented it, that was the case, in my self-centered mental realm, I, because you're self-centered, everything pertains to you, I totally believe that I must have done something to make my father not like me. And I, I, they, could talk, they could have brought the biggest therapist or whatever, psychiatrist in the world, and it still wouldn't have broken through that system. Somehow or another, I would have made me responsible. Yeah? All right, so now you're sitting here, and let's say you're feeling separate. Yes? Who's going to be to blame for that, especially... If, If, unfortunately, you've been introduced to things that say all is one, and all there is is love, and everything is perfect, but you're not feeling that every day, who is going to be deeply responsible for that? You. Your head is going to make you responsible for separation. And that, you're never getting out of that yoke. In the course of miracles, that's the whole basis of the guilt of this place. Is that there's a recognition, no matter how many books you read about unity, your day-to-day perceptual reality is this separation. A lot of shit's happening here. And there's in your little animal little thing, it goes, I must have had probably quite a large part to do with this. You don't see the amount of guilt that would generate in the mental realm. And what's the mental realm gonna do? It's gonna try to dump it, usually on a significant other. Because you wouldn't you wouldn't try any of the shit you try with a significant other on a stranger. You know? If you are busily dumping it on a significant other and a stranger walks by, you'll suddenly shut up until they pass away and then you get back into it or texting again or whatever you've been doing. Because who's to blame? Obviously, the closest thing, let's say, to God, to you, may be your parents. Closest thing to love may be a significant other in the mental realm. And of course, they've failed you just like you failed everything. Yeah. Try to get out of that. There's no getting out of it. It's a recognition you're not in it. That's the only thing that works And Maybe someone else has found another way. I hope they have it, and hopefully they share it with others, because I haven't. The best way to get out of anything is to realize you're not in it. That's the only way it works. And this is it. You're not a self. You're not a citizen of the mental realm. The mental realm is a very, very small aspect of what's going on here. Yet your interest and attention, it's sort of like a big screen, and there's one little thing, like a a fly is on the movie, right? On the little corner. And your mind and your attention, no matter what the movie is, it keeps going to that. Do you see that flying? That's sort of like the selfing. thing. It's like a black hole. So here's this life. I mean, so many things asking for your attention. It's so beautiful <laughs> away all day. Smelling, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. But all of your interest and attention is going to that little fly. That's the self thing. Yeah? And all that interest and attention, because what it's coming from is mind, can block out to you all the rest of the screen. It's that simple. It's not the advertising that's so good. It's what's buying the advertising is so good. Self has no juice whatsoever, but it can do a really incredible painting of exquisite suffering when it has your juice. And it only has your juice when you're identified as it. Then all your interest and attention and you do not lose interest and attention is losing things, yeah? All your interest and attention is enslaved to promoting, reinforcing, amplifying, lighting up selfing. <clears throat> of course, they have thousands of needs for relief now. It's an unbearable situation. But how many of the reliefs have you found that actually work? Even the greatest ones, you don't realize when you move to a practice of something, and maybe you didn't, I don't know, but what I found after years of doing some practices, I didn't know that overriding all of the practices was a modality of doing and having. There was a sense of being a someone with tons of old ideas that was going to do a something to get a little relief for that someone. It wasn't an expression of being in a state, it was trying to create a state. So when I would look at a saint, and I would see the way they acted, I would try to follow a discipline and try to do what they do and have what they have. But actually, they're coming from that state, and what they do and have is just a relaxed way of expressing where they're at. They're not doing any discipline to be there, they are there. But when I would see that, I would immediately think, no, just like in recovery, Someone talked about service on Sunday night. Service is so important, especially for this alcoholic mind, that amplified little subdivision of self-centeredness. Because we're so seemingly up the ass of self, sometimes you have to have something to play out here to bring you out of it a little bit. So what, what happens? You feel available finally when you're helping someone else, or you're putting up the chairs, or you're taking the newcomer out to eat or drink or something. Not drink, but coffee. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, taking them out. <laughs> That'd be a great service. So there I am. There I am of service, yeah, and then I feel available. Yeah, and most of us have had that experience. And then when you're available, you sense the presence. Why? Because that's all that's needed to sense the presence, is finally be freaking available. Not available to the mental realm which makes you unavailable, but available. What happens? How many times is the invitation that I believe that whole event's offering you is missed, and you go back and reinforce the idea of being a self that has to do service to get an experience of being available and, and sense of presence? What would happen if that sense of presence you could entertain as you... Forget about entertaining the one who needs a sense of presence, but you get when because you're it's actually a much stronger feeling than the feeling of being a self. It's actually prior to the feeling of being a self. That sense of presence was given the name by mind "I am," and then the story ensued. But that sense of presence is pretty damn potent. Yet it gets overridden by the self thing many, many times. Well, let's just say this time you entertained it beyond that. As soon as you entertain that, what happens? You entertain complete availability. Because there's no wasn'ts and wills and presence. There's just presence. So obviously, if there's only one place to be present, and that's presence, then you're available to that one place. And if you're available, then you're of service. What better service can you do than to be of service? Being available and present. I mean, I can help you if your house is on fire. I'll tell you where a pail of water is. But I'd really like you to see the certainty that's being entertained—that you are that. That would be an incredible service. I feel you. But okay, so here, this is the dilemma with selfing, though, because you have to realize every its first movement is the claim. First movement of selfing is the claim. So when it rises and takes itself to be the noun, you, it claims everything. My body, my time, my thoughts, my feelings. And yet, obviously they're not your thoughts. They're thoughts that are being generated by the apparatus, and you're seeing them. You're the seeing of the thoughts, but you believe you're the thinker of them. It's totally different. Seeing is different than thinking. Thinking is a doing. Seeing is not a doing. Seeing is its nature. The mind's nature is the see. It's not an activity it does or takes it, you know, has to work out to do better. It's just seeing, yeah? But doing, the other way is doing, yeah? Doing and having. So this seeing... is just that. The seeing is a vibrating sense of presence that has been covered over by the selfing. It hasn't really been covered over, but because your interest and attention is in the selfing, you're not attending and interested in the presence. You may be interested in the presence if you as a self could have it. Yeah? But that's not presence. The presence is really your absence as a self. That's the presence. If you've ever had a strong experience, you know damn well what I'm talking about the best moments of your life, you weren't there. Now, sooner it would rise up and say, oh, I just had this great experience, but after a while you realize it didn't have any experience. It's just a narrator. It's a claimer, it's an interpreter, it's a narrator of life. It's not living life. It's just narrating how it thinks life is going. They're not rare at all. They're always available at all times. You are that presence. They're super rare to a self. But they're not rare at all. This is dog shit awareness. This is awakeness all the time. It's nothing to do. It doesn't look any certain way. It doesn't, a bell doesn't go up when you've reached it because there's no reaching it. It's always so at all times. It's always available because it's you. What you actually are, not like something you can get and lose, which is why a lot of people have trouble because they think they're going to get it. And if you think you can going to get it, you are at the same time thinking you can lose it. That's not it. It's not something to be gotten or lost. That's the beauty of it. It disarms the whole mental realm of selfing because it's nothing. A lot of people won't entertain it because they're still busily trying to get something. And they even try to make something out of nothing. They try to make nothing into something. A path. It's not a path. This is an invitation. What's true doesn't change if you take it or not. It's It's just a pantomime, the idea of you taking it. And still, it's like the last gate of relevance for the self. It's the, it believes it's taking this imitation, and it will be based on it that entertains it. It's not the case. You are that. Yeah. If it's in this, if it's in this hands, it will be infrequent. It will come and go based on its take. It will. It will be a conditional everywhereness. If you're identified as a special somewhere, you will make everywhere this conditional. You'll make it everywhere only at certain times when you deem fit. You're playing God. You aren't. Dead. That's what happened with me as I saw that, and then what I was hoping could become more uh, actualized or more frequent. I realized there's no frequency in it. It's always so at all times. Everywhere doesn't have one ounce of special somewhere that could be excluded from it. Wherever you are, however you're looking, whatever you've done today doesn't exile you from that. Your head does. Most of the joy I would say for me, I wasn't in an abusive situation, so I was free to, you know, do whatever. That wonder and awe, and all that sense of immediacy, was really in a sense because your mind hadn't entertained the option it could be different yet. Or that you could be somewhere else. Or this doesn't have to be happening. None of that was being entertained. I was entertaining presence because I hadn't entertained anything other than that yet. But you soon, the mental process starts generating, and it starts saying, hey, things could be different. This doesn't have to be this way. So it immediately took you, you lost the immediacy of it because there was like a mental pause. Instead of just embracing something, oh, I don't have to embrace this. I can wait and wait and wait for something better future. I don't have to receive this love, because it doesn't look like I wanted it to look like. It's not in the right package. So I think I'm going to withhold myself a little longer, and just hold out for that real special moment, when I truly arrive, just the way I want to arrive, just as I want to be when I arrive. And with does it to be in wonder and awe when you were a kid? No. It was just the state of the affairs. What had, what changed? What changed that became infrequent? Introspection. An idea of who you were, and especially who you weren't. Maybe a sense of badness. Maybe something's off about you. Maybe you're guilty. Maybe your father didn't play with you because something's wrong with you more and more withholding, more and more up the ass yes or so. There you go. And then all the effects just play out. And you battle with them like on such a consequential level. You're like running a gauntlet in the hallway of shitting fans. You, know? you think a good day is if you don't get arrested that day. At least that was my level of success when I was out there. If I didn't get arrested, I thought I was doing pretty good. Jeez, I really raised the bar on that one. Um, <laughs> I mean, living was out of the question. Survival was the, the premium, the imperative, yes. Survive in all chaos. Get what you want, like a ravenous cockroach. Drugs, 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 drugs. Just feeding mind. So the mental realm, the immunity to that, is recognizing you're not a self. There's no immunity that will actually create an immunity to it from it. There's no philosophies. There's no thought systems. And th- for me, deeply, they're not. It's really realizing I'm not that, which causes all of this to seem so fucking real. Yeah? And then I realize the world is as real as I am. If I recognize I'm not real, the world tends not to seem to be so real. It's like that sleeping, you know, the dreaming tiger. It scares the living Jesus at you, at you, of you, what is it? Yeah, out of you, when you see it as a dreamed object. Because obviously while you're dreaming yourself to be this, you're thinking this is real, so a dream tiger is real. I don't care how many books you read about not being afraid of a dream tiger, but if you're identified as a dream object, there's going to be fear of that dream tiger. The solution is when you wake up out of the dream. Realized it was a dream tiger, no more anxiety or fear about it. It's all simple perceptual shifts, like the old snake and rope story from Hinduism, When the person sees a big snake in his living room one day, scares the hell out of him, and he starts living around that living room. He never has anyone over anymore. Nails the doors down, never forbidden zone. Don't go in the living room, there's a big freaking snake in there. And his whole life is really the center of the light becomes that living room that he has no access to, not enjoying. And yet, it's that thing that he runs his whole life. And then one day a guy says, hey, can I take a look at that snake? He says, no, 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 it's probably hovering right near the door. Do not open that door. Oh, no, no, come on, please, I'll be accountable, whatever happens to me. No, 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 it's huge. It's a big you know, even thinking about it for years, it's huge, it's like a like fifty foot python. And then the guy goes, Oh, come on, and he just rips the door open. And he looks in and he goes, Hey bro, come here. Oh I know, you're like with, behind here. No, no, no. Hey, it's a rope. What? It's a rope. Did someone take the snake out of there, replace it with a rope? No, that's not what happened. It's been a rope the whole freaking time. What do you mean? You've made your whole life fit around a rope. <laughs> Thinking it's a snake. <laughs> You've auctioned off everything not to go in that room. You'll put up with anything just not to go see that snake. <laughs> Let's say the form in the mental realm could be impending doom. Yeah? It takes a lot of different forms. But the rope is a rope. It's just perceptually you saw it as a snake. Perceptually you've seen a mental... Pro- no, perceptually. Yeah, actually in a sense it's somewhat perceptual. You saw the mental process's product as you. Yeah. It never makes it you. It just seems to be you. You live as if it's you. You think about everything as if it's you. You're not. The mental system does. But it never can tr- cross a line and become you. A rope is never going to be a snake. Nor is a snake ever going to be a rope. It may be a belt sometime later, but it won't be a rope. It'll never happen. So we're just here telling you something. We're inviting you to look a certain way. Look at what you you believe you're seeing from and see if it's true. Sense it. You don't even have to do that. You can serve the spiritual subpoena in a sense. You know, the message has been delivered. Let it do its thing. It will get in there and change things around. That's what it does. It's a very—it's a huge nuisance to the illusion truth. It really does. It's like—it's like a speed bump that grows grows into a mountain. At first, it can, the mind can sort of override it, override it. But after a while, it's so persistently there. It's so constant. The mind, it drives the mind crazy because it shows the holes of the mind's presentation as you. It's presenting you as a a constant, continual, it isn't. When you meet or get a sense of what is constant, you'll see how inconstant your mental process is. nice at any moment you close your eyes, you'd go to the exact same realm. You wouldn't even go there. It's always so. Every time. When you know what would happen to you if you met something constant, not met something constant, but consciousness became conscious of cons- something constant. That's not a thing anyway, but constancy, you wouldn't know what's going to happen with you. Every time, all that anxiety and all the sense of The fear based on relying on something that's unreliable can shift dramatically when you rely on something reliable. And it's demonstrating itself in presence. I've been to this meeting how many times? And yet, the sense of the presence is always exactly, exactly the way it always is. I'm not talking about the experience of it. I'm talking about the sense of it. It's like the same portal everywhere at all times anywhere you locate. located. It's truly everywhere like you never even understand what everywhere is. It's like the fish is so totally wet and yet if it's identified as a fish it may think it's dry. It may not even know water. You may even think it's thirsty. You may only see water as something that comes to it in a glass. It'll miss, hey, you're fucking wet as hell. But I'm not living like that. (laughs) Take <laughs> it out every time at any meeting oh I love the light I felt really good at the retreat but <laughs> alright let's trump that with what's really real me not getting what I want on Monday it's mind, mind mental realm yeah. all that enlivens it is your interest and attention that's all it that is if that interest and attention is extracted from it, it will it'll look like a phony, a lot, real lousy. You know um, when I used to watch, like actually The Avengers put me out, when I finally saw The Avengers again, that English show. I used to think it was so great, but then when I saw it, it was one of the cheapest produced shows. They must have spent like 500 pounds on it. You know, but It was so badly done, but when I was a kid it looked as real as real Convenient. be and I've seen some of the movies I was really into when I was a kid they're so fucking hokey I mean it must have been done in like four days you know? Yeah, that's what it's like you're taking this presentation to be so real and juicy and delicious but if you weren't identifying as that selfing you would see it as bogus as it is tell you what's not happening. Please don't <coughs> pass that on to someone else. But I have a hypothetical question for you. What would you do? But, 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 how would presence? There's no rote answer. There's no form. You don't know what's going to happen till you're there when it's happening. Oh no, but I believe a saint should always act like this. You're fucking crazy. total improvisation. You're in the state of I don't know, which is causes a great alertness, and you see what happens. When what? It happens. <laughs> you don't massage it by thinking it into depth. You know? Alright, I'm going to think about something. By the time, after ten minutes of thinking about it, it's pretty much neutered, you know what I mean? It's just, I mean, you dissected it. You, you, it's like, I thought I was looking at a frog. It's dead. you got the needles and pins and you know, the, let me think. Let me go home and think about something. Has that ever worked for you? Hey, I'm going to take off early tonight. I'm going to go home and think about things. You'll come out with 20 problems. you are go in a room with one and you'll have 20 bites in an hour. Thinking is a bogus system. It's very limited. Yeah. It's totally based on time. It's past. And it's constantly trying to frame what's unframeable with a frame. And most of the times, its take isn't included in what's appearing, so it just denies what's appearing. And he says, "No, this is what's happening." How's the time with sending the basket? Oh, oh, you decided the meeting's over. I like that. (laughs) So I'll go with that. As soon as the money, yeah, yeah. I feel like a little like dancing. Little monkey there. Oh, yes, the guy stopped playing and whatever. Oh, okay. I got the little. The little. <laughs> All right, get to it. Did he get something tonight? This is an invitation, really. That's it. I'm supposed to become obsolete. My job isn't long lasting. It's a simple job. You don't have to come home with me. You don't go home with a mailman. Or maybe you do. I don't know Mm you don't have to follow it's an invitation hopefully we can get together and sit in the certainty of that and that's a joy because when we're here in this place of separation and time people can magnify the sense of that presence it's like a gift of presence that's delivered to all of us to all of us we get together and something that's loving expresses itself through our group conscience it's like a beautiful sumptuous little spiritual meal meant to be too well Jack anything else any announcements you want to make what uh, <laughs> am I you know when I'm doing something next Please. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I have no idea what the next retreat is someone will tell me though. Jack or somebody time to do a retreat okay let's do a retreat Go to Berkeley. All right, go to Berkeley. We're going to have a day long in Berkeley. Okay, we'll go do a day long in Berkeley. Any questions tonight? What do you do these retreats? I don't do anything. That's the good news. We don't really have retreats. We have sometimes day a day long with potluck and stuff. We just hang out and share. You know, I do a lot of sharing sometimes. Yeah, just to explore. Explore the uh, possibilities. For me, the whole key is to see what you're not. There's nothing else to do. Because when you see what you're not, that's demonstrating your real nature, which is clear, conscious, awareness, yes, in this present moment. You can tell blue from blue and red from red. It's not confused. It only gets confused when it gets funneled through the self then your consciousness entertains it can be unconscious. And voila, there you go. But from consciousness, consciousness is not entertaining, it can be unconscious. It knows its own nature, which is conscious. Only when it's sifted through the mental realm can it entertain I can be unconscious. If you realize there was no option, all there is is consciousness. What a freeing opportunity to entertain. That your condition concerning being conscious is not based on what you do or don't do. It can be sort of amplified, or let's say, uh, more emphasis put on it, but all you are is consciousness. That's that. Consciousness here appears seemingly through this apparatus to be conscious or unconscious, but all there is is consciousness. Don't be fooled by its appearances. Don't be fooled that a wave is different than the ocean. Yeah, It may have an appearance and a movement that seems different, but it's not different at all from the ocean. So any aspect of unconsciousness or consciousness is really demonstrating all there is is consciousness. Every time anything ever happens, it's preceded by seeing. You wouldn't be noting any thoughts unless there was seeing already. You wouldn't be noting any feelings, you wouldn't have any emotional stories going on. Everything you call life is preceded by seeing. When then, tell me what the mother and father of life is. You? No. It's the seeing. The seeing is the context, and what's appearing is the content. We're identified as what's appearing, which is the body, and we've forgotten. Textual consciousness and taking on a content consciousness. And the content consciousness can be unconscious or conscious. So you're striving to become conscious, or maybe tonight you're striving to become unconscious. Maybe you want to get totally obliterated tonight. But in fact, in the context, all there is is consciousness. In the content, when you're identified as this, it can appear to be conscious or unconscious. But the context, all there is is consciousness. This is forgetting this by being identified as that. Yes? All it is to tell the truth about that. It doesn't take any time to blow up to its natural size, which is infinite. It's always if it's infinite, there's no blowing up to that size. It's always so at all times. It for me, it's I'm accountable for the actions because this is like, sort of like when you're in Rome, you have to do as the Romans do. So you're appearing seemingly in a body, but you're not of that body. Yeah. So I found to be irresponsible here as a body produces a lot more consequences than being accountable. So I'm accountable for what's happened through this, but I'm not responsible. Obviously, look at your alcoholic life. If you read the first step and it says you're powerless over alcohol, then most of your behavior you had nothing to do with it. Yeah, alcoholism directed your behavior. Yeah, that's why we come into meetings and we identify with each other because. You did the same behavior I did, you have the same thoughts I had, and you have the same feelings I've had, because they're not our feelings. They're alcoholic feelings and thoughts and reactions to life. So in a sense, I'm not responsible for that, but I'm accountable for it. You know, it's like my dog shits on a neighbor's lawn. I'm not responsible for my dog shitting on the neighbor's lawn, but I'm accountable for it, i got to go clean it up. But I don't sit around, you know, if someone doesn't like my dog, I don't get embarrassed by you know, I don't get embarrassed by them not liking You know what I mean? You know how people are that insane? You know, if they have a if they have an unruly pet, their whole social life is ruined. They want to get an old English bulldog. You know, and especially when they're puppies, everyone will love you. Yeah? But this is about accountability. It's just, it's like basically, like I think Jesus said too, render unto Caesar's what is Caesar's. This is Caesar's world, yeah? The world of believing everyone's the doer. Yeah? If you go in front of a judge and you say, hey, I'm not the doer, they'll still throw you in jail. Yeah, It's not going to fly here, so there's certain things you need to sort of behave yourself. But I've noticed I'm much more accountable by not being responsible. When I was responsible, the guilt for that and how it made me feel so bad, I wanted to avoid all accountability. Yeah? But when I'm not responsible, and I step on someone's toes, I usually admit it very quickly because it wasn't me that stepped on their toes. But when it's when I thought it was me that stepped on their toes, I may not want to admit that because I have maybe had a lot of pride, or yeah, had a I was trying to save my face instead of my ass. But now I realize I'm not my face; I am my ass. I and sometimes I'll forget and someone has to point out to me I did something that didn't work for them. And then if I hold that and it sounds true, I you know. it's not like I have an all-seeing eye as an apparatus. I have conditioning and I do a lot of crazy fucking things. I don't, but I through not do this. Sure. Yeah. It has its own tendencies. Nothing has to change here. This isn't you. Yeah. I'm not waiting for this to get really bright and... Uh, you know, love. You know, I can look at you very lovingly, but it's not my nature. You know? That's it is, I could care less about that. Really, I like to irritate people. Really, <laughs> I sort of enjoy that. <laughs> I like to watch their heads, and I like to push them to a point where they don't want to go in their mind. Well, this is a lot to do, I've gotten a lot more sophisticated, that's all. Before, I was much more blunt <laughs> when I was sharing. Yeah. I think you look at the eh? I think you look at the hmm? I think you look at the I know, I know, I know. I just joke around with the apparatus. <laughs> That's it, eh? For tonight, what are we doing this Saturday? We have a meeting. Yeah. yeah, all right. Saturday, we have a meeting in Marin. Are you going to be there to collect the money, bro? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a lot of money. All right. So, will I sunday present? Cool.